The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome everyone to the Ask Dr. Dream show where you uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host, Kelly Sullivan Walden, aka Dr. Dream, and I'm so happy to be here on Unity Online Radio. And the number to call if you have a question about your dreams today or about your what, and in a moment I'll describe what your what is, or my mm. guest is going to describe what your what <laughs> is or what questions you should be asking mm-hmm. to discover what your what is. Her name's Julie Moret, and we're going we're gonna to talk about all this in just a little bit, but the number to one six two five one. 3555. So in just a moment, I'm going to bring out Reverend Julie, but uh, actually, let me tell you about her now because we're going to have her join me in the prayer in a second. So Julie Moret. It's so exciting to be here with Julie because I've (laughs) known Julie for a long, long, long time through practitioner training at Agape and I, and also hypnotherapy and acting and we have a lot of parallel lives. It's like time that we got together. Anyway, Julie is the author of What's Your What? How to Ignite Your Unique Brand. She's an accomplished, inspirational speaker and teacher She holds degrees in a wide range of healing modalities, including psychology, neuro-linguistics programming, clinical hypnosis, hands-on energy healing, and shamanism. Been featured on the Lifetime television channel, and she's proud to be an ordained Agape International Spiritual Center minister, speaker, and member of the leadership board. She was knighted by the order of the Orthodox Knights. Holy Lord, we need to talk I about know, that. I what know. What in the I've never had a knighted guest before. This I, is Yeah, I'm, I'm a knight. Well, they call women dames, so I'm a dame. You're oh my <laughs> God, knighted by the Orthodox the Order of the Orthodox Knights of St. John Russian Grand Priory, 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 alongside Jack Canfield, Don Miguel Ruiz, Michael Bernard Beckwith, and Lisa Nichols. And her TED Talk, How to Clarify Your Uniqueness and Live a Life That Matters, is currently available online. And it's awesome. I'm so excited to have you here with me, Julie. I feel like I'm dreaming. (laughs) I've been dreaming about you for the last, because I've known you were going to be on for a while. So you've been like so in my heart and soul. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so glad to be with you. I truly am. So excited. So I know, so let's just do a little prayer. And then I know Nancy T. Hello, Nancy T. Are you out? Out there somewhere? I sure am. Awesome. Nancy's Hello. gonna read. She's she's gonna do the Vanna White of like picking an, a hero's journey dream oracle card. But we'll wow. first just just do a little prayer. So, okay. if you can stop right where you are and turn within to that sacred, sweet place of the Most High, right in the center of your being, and let everything go as much as possible. Hopefully you're not operating any motor vehicles or any heavy machinery. Just drop everything if you can. (sighs) And as we let go with every breath, and throughout this whole show, every exhale represents letting go of something Mm -hmm. that doesn't serve so that we can make bandwidth, make room for the light that lights us all the way up. Let's just roll out the red carpet to the brightest light, to the highest wisdom, to the juiciest insights here and now 
recognizing that we are all in a unified field of unconditional love with one another could not be more connected and unified if we tried and yet we're uniquely expressed so let's accept let's celebrate this place where we are connected and where we are uniquely expressed today and in this space i'm so grateful for all of unity for helping to support me and bringing this show to you. And I'm so grateful for Nancy T for being my co-host and partner in Shine. So grateful for Jeff and Louie and Diane Ray and for Julie Moret for making time in her busy, busy schedule to be here with me live in person, like human to human. Oh my Lord. And I pass this prayer to Reverend Julie. And I'm so grateful to bless every single person that's tuning in, that's streaming, archiving to the messages coming forward this day. I know that right where you are, there's something here for you. There's something that's awakening. There's something that helps create a greater glow in your life. And so I bless each one. I bless whatever messages are moving through, knowing that they are activating, that they are up-leveling, that they are uplifting, and all are truly blessed because we all showed up and said yes. Mm. With gratitude, I allow it to be, and I say, and so it is. Amen. A woman, our dreams. Woo. Woo. Awesome. <laughs> Smoke. And there's like steam coming off of Julie. Sizzling <laughs> hot. That's what her what is. Nancy T, what did you pick for us? The the spiritual Vanna White that you are. Okay. <laughs> well, I picked card number eight. It's called Dream Sanctuary. And it says, nice. attend to the simple things. And the card is beautiful. It's just a woman who is, oh, just, I can't even describe it. It's got earth tones and long flowy hair and, and she's just attending to the simple things I'm guessing. Uh, but the, <laughs> the, the quote talk. is at dusk, we encountered an elderly lady and her beagle hiking toward us, teetering along on a on a walking stick. She wore a motoring cap and clutched a bunch of wildflowers. I said, hello and asked her where she was going. She replied in Welsh. Oh, Boy, why did I pick this card? <laughs> she was flying well. <laughs> Wait, she it's a hard that. one to say. She we don't said, have to say it in Welsh. We looked to Erica for... <laughs> she really did. She said that um, <laughs> for a translation. And she said, I'm already there. Bruce Northam. Thank you, That's Bruce. I'm going to brush up quote, on my Welsh in the future. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm attending to the simple things like that Welsh that I just read. And the message mm -hmm. is, your sleep zone is your dream sanctuary, and yet you take it with you wherever you may roam. In fact, you are a dream sanctuary. You are a dreamer, and your presence provides a sanctuary for you and everyone who approaches you on the path of life. Your dream zone is the orbit in which you spin, dance, live, and love. Attend to the simple things to ensure harmonious flow in all your relationships, and you will sleep and awaken each day with a smile on your lips. Take inventory of anyone you need to forgive or to whom you owe an, an amends. Identify the attachments and behaviors you'd better you'd be better off dropping and release them. Resolve clutter in your bedroom, around your nightstand, at home and at work. Make room for success, happiness, prosperity, and brilliant ideas to swoop in and embrace you unencumbered. And the dream symbol is a bedroom. Your bedroom is the place in the house where the veil between worlds is the thinnest. It represents your ability to connect to both the physical and the metaphysical, i.e. to dreams and waking reality. Dreams of your bed or bedroom often symbolize your most vulnerable, authentic, transparent, sensual self. This dream may be a message to indulge in a much-needed break from the intensity of your hero's journey so you can re-emerge refreshed, invigorated, energized, awake, and ready to be the hero you came here to be. And the mantra is, I am safe and free to be energetically and physically naked in my bedroom and beyond. Woohoo! Hot dog. And that is the card, Dream Sanctuary. Number eight, attend to the simple things. Is everyone still there? All right, we're attending to the simple things. So sorry about that. I don't know exactly what happened, but we're back. Yay. And it is Mercury <laughs> retrograde, but we persist nonetheless. 
So thank you, Nancy, for reading that. Thank you so much. And I was telling Julie, oh, Nancy's a pro. She'll she'll improvise and talk about something <laughs> in the meantime. Maybe she'll speak more Welsh. Oh, you know she'll what's speak crazy more is Welsh. I thought you guys might be talking and I might be talking over you and I just was disconnected somehow. So I was quiet for a while. And then oh, I jumped okay. in and said, okay, no one's there. I'm going to talk. <laughs> so it took me a minute to realize that I was not the one who was in the wrong. I was sure it was me being disconnected. Oh, no, no, but no, that's no. that's Mercury oh my God. for you, right? Anyway, so yeah. So this is a perfect demonstration of how you flow with Mercury. It happens and then you get back on. But anyway, without further ado, let's talk to Julie about what's your what. This book mm. is so gorgeous. This, Julie, this picture of you, first of all, is like smoking hot. Thank sizzling it's just natural like I just <laughs> you just woke up you just roll out of bed hashtag she just woke up with this oh my god and nancy she's a girl after your own heart with her high heels in every color neon, neon pink I know. oh my i read her oh yeah i can totally tell just by reading your website that you are a girl after my own heart for sure. Oh, you guys have to go awesome. shopping and I'll like Good. wait outside because I'm like, uh, I can't do high heels anymore. They make me angry. Because the moment I put on high heels, I'm like, uh, it's like because they hurt my feet. Yeah. So I'm like, no. I've become not nice. Anyway, okay. all right. So let's talk about what's your what. Um, there. So there's so many great stories in here. Let's just for those who haven't yet heard about this book, how did it come to you? How did what's the origin story of this? So great book? you know what? I. I never knew why I was here. I, I was, I got really frustrated because um, for so many years, I, I felt like I was always at the side of very, very successful people. Mm. And I felt really frustrated. Like, you know, when's it my time? And, and you know, when am I going to figure out what I'm here to do? Mm. And then finally, I got a phone call a few years back from an artist that I had been friends with many, many years ago. And, um, and we started talking and it was very nice to catch up with him. But I noticed after a while, I started not feeling so great about myself because mm. I've kept up with him because he's on in the news all the time. He's on entertainment shows. He's in fashion magazines. Like he's super successful. And, you know, I felt like I'm a schlub. And so <laughs> I so after a while, I, I wanted to get off the phone and he said, well, I just wanted to call and say hello. And I wanted to thank you because you were my muse. Mm. And. I got off the phone and I felt kind of weird. Like, I didn't know what that meant. Like, I was your muse. What does that mean? And I looked up the word muse and it said source of inspiration. Mm. And something clicked. And I thought, oh my God, I have had this role my entire life. Mm. As a child in my family, my whole life, that's the role I've, so what if I own it? And I was mm. telling a girlfriend of mine, this story that this very well-known person said I was his muse. And she said, well, if that's the case, then he owes you some money because he's all <laughs> successful. Right. And I have to tell you something. She said that and I dropped the phone. I immediately started digging through our storage unit, dropping boxes left and right. I opened up this little shoe box. We, the nature of our rent friendship was that he lived in Paris and I lived in New York City and we were pen pals. And so I would write him letters about like the meaning of life and life mm. purpose and why am I here? And his correspondence mm. back to me were canvases of mm -hmm. this artwork and they would be inscribed with a poem oh. to me on them. Oh my God. And at the time he said, take good care of these. They're going to be worth a lot of money one day. So I had him folded up in a shoe box. I had just, I, I just, he was my oh. friend. And so we took them to an art dealer and needless to say, <laughs> you got a small fortune. Holy guacamole. They're now in New York and they're being held for me. And it's like a whole thing. <gasps> and so the point of the moral of the story of this is mm. that that thing for which you are born, there's something, there's a seed of something that you are mm. here for and mm. it will, it will pave the way for you mm. when you give it your yes. You know, I hadn't honored it. Mm -hmm. I, I just thought like I'm always on the side. And then when I started to own my purpose, that I am here to be a source of inspiration, all of a sudden I'm I'm speaking main stage all over the place. I have mm -hmm. a book out. I'm doing book signings because I've started to own that that's my lot in life. That's what I came here to share. Mm -hmm. And so that's really the book came about because I was trying to figure out what is my what. And along the way, I found it. Oh my God. Oh, that is beautiful. Yeah. 
That's yeah. amazing. Okay, I have to tell you a, an interesting synchronicity. Okay. So yesterday I was at the hospital with a friend of mine taking her in for a checkup. And in the waiting room was The Princess Bride. <laughs> the, and I haven't seen this movie since it came out, right. which was like in the early 90s or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, a long, long time ago. And guess who I think of when I when I see any hint or hide nor hair of that movie. I think of you yes. and I think of your story yeah. and it all starts with the lemon drop. Yes. So can you t give us the lemon drop story? And then we're going to take your calls. I promised you, but I want, you're going to want to hear this story about Julie's lemon drop and how it relates to the princess bride. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so a chapter in her book, by the way, called when life gives yeah. you lemon drops. So this take was, them. Yeah. So this was a, a big, a big chunk, a big chapter in the book. So I won't be able to do the whole thing, but no. just to give you a taste of it, I had, I had watched the princess bride on TV one night and what thrilled me was watching Mandy Patinkin's performance. He played Inigo Montoya. You killed my father, prepare to die. Remember that? <laughs> and um, and so, prepare to die. Prepare to die. Um, so, <laughs> so there was something that delighted me about it because he looked like he was having the time of his life. And I knew of him as a Juilliard trained actor, like a oh. serious thespian. Mm. And so to see the serious actor looking like he was having so much fun, it filled me with delight. And so, I, and so what I did, this was during a period of my time that I, of my life that I call the witch years. And during that period of time, I was being taught, um, about manifestation and how mm. manifestation works. And there's an equation thought plus emotion, emotion equals creation mm. thought plus emotion equals creation. Mm. So I was thinking about this performance. I had a ton of energy of emotion connected to it because it filled me with such joy. And what it created is that I was walking down Broadway in New York City one day, and I looked over to my right, and I was I was right next to Mandy Patinkin, and so we were we were walking, you know, lockstep going down the block. And in my mind, it was like I'm walking with Mandy Patinkin right now, right. Uh, but we were really like in a sea of people, and he had no idea that I even existed on the planet. And so here's here's like the the kernel piece now. I was so excited to see him, and I just wanted to say thank you. Because it was just this beautiful thing to be thinking about him. And then I see him and I just want to say thank you. Like your, your performance gave me joy. It gave me life. But I was, I started thinking and I wanted to be right. I wanted to say something perfect. I didn't want to screw it up. I didn't want to sound stupid. So I started practicing in my mind what I was going to say. And long story short, I practiced too long. And we got to the end of a block and I was just, I just fired up my courage. I was ready to say something to him. And he turned and he walked away and disappeared into a crowd of people. And I stood there on that street corner and I just started crying. I was like, why is life like this? Why, why would I be teased like this and have something so beautiful just slip away? And that's when I had to start doing mm. some work, you know, some work on myself to understand life and to be willing to, to rise to the occasion of my life. And so long story less long, <laughs> After I started learning some of these principles that I talk about in What's Your What, there I am one day in my rat-infested apartment on Amsterdam and 88th in New York City, and I go downstairs to, to get some food that I had ordered at the restaurant down below me, which that restaurant is probably why my apartment was, was rat-infested. Rat. Oh, God. But now anyway, this, this restaurant is like a city block long. It's huge, and it was empty like it always was. I walk in. I go to the very, very, very back of the restaurant, turn over my money, and there out of the corner of my eye, I see sitting at a very, very large table completely by himself, Mandy Patinkin. And he looks up at me and he just smiled. Probably because I was looking at him like, what? What? Like, like all the shock on my face. <laughs> and he offered me a seat. And so here I am in this empty restaurant sitting with Mandy Patinkin and I had my moment. I got my moment. And that's, that's the whole point, point. And did you think it? What? Thanked I thanked him, but I got to know him and I have dozens oh, of stories like that. And that's what happens when we're in alignment with our what, when we're, when mm. we're connected, when we're hooked up, mm. these kinds of synchronicities. And I have dozens of them that I talk about mm. in what's your what they start to show up. And so it's about embracing your yes, starting to vibrate at the level of your yes. That mm -hmm. becomes causative. It becomes a creative environment. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm excited about because that's mm -hmm. how change happens. Like I was so psyched to come on your show because when I saw that you're Dr. Dream and I've been a dreamy person my whole life, 
I'm a super dreamy person. Yes, and I always thought that I was lazy. You know? <laughs> I'm just lazy. In a good I, like, way. <laughs> I would daydream. I would be like off. And, and what I realized is that's how I create. Yes. You know, oh, like, uh, I just want to say one more thing. Like my husband will come home and I'll be laying in bed. And now he knows me well enough to know, like, he'll see me. It's it's like 12 o'clock in the afternoon and I'm laying in bed. And he's like, oh, sorry, I didn't know you were working. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. that's how I create. Oh, totally. I go into dream Inside time. Out. Oh, my God. That's so funny that you say the lazy thing. Because to me, that was always like a word that that hurt me. Because mm -hmm. like I was obviously dreamy, daydreamy. And when I would be caught and called lazy, it would be like, the shame. Right. And, and I realize now, like I, I love lazy and I, and I'm, I mean, Nancy would laugh at me because she'd say, Kelly, you're not lazy. Like you're the light, least I'm late. sitting here looking at a stack of all your products. Yeah, yeah, you're right not now. lazy. <laughs> but, but I do to me, I feel like there is this thing about getting into that dreamy zone mm -hmm. that might look to the outside world as like, you're just checked out. You're completely mm -hmm. like you're sleeping. You're not doing anything but it is the most productive place to be. And I have often thought that I wanted to create a series of books, even though somebody kind of beat me to it in another way, called The Lazy Girl's Rules to Life. And it would all be about mm -hmm. like dream away yes. to whatever. But the next book I'm working on, Dreamifesting, is about having your dreams do the heavy lifting for you. 100%. 100%. Oh my God, this is Julie Moret. She's the author of What's Your What? It kind of almost rhymes. Julie Moret, What's Your What? <laughs> it's so exciting. Nancy T, are you inspired? Oh my gosh. Oh my I love Julie. I, I You're right. Yeah. You said if I ever got to meet her, I, she's one of us and I feel it. <laughs> I do feel she's, it. You're amazing. And I like what you said you. about everything you just said, <laughs> literally everything. It's, um, I think saying yes to, to our what is the thing that we often just don't ever yeah. get to. We don't even get to the point of identifying it before we can say yes to it. And, mm -hmm. and what a switch in your perspective to at first feel like, you know, the sidecar on every fun motorcycle mm -hmm. and now realizing yeah. that, wait a minute, I'm the inspiration. You're the engine yeah. of the bike. You know, you it's, mm -hmm. it's, that's And then life rallies around you right. financially, yeah. spiritually, yeah. energetically, in every way. Life rallies around to support your gift. Mm. It's amazing. I can't wait to so, find my what. <laughs> Nancy, I know. You're, you're like, so, I mean, it's kind of like the fish that doesn't know that it's a good swimmer. Because it's like, what are you talking about? This is just this thing that I am always doing. It's, it's like the thing that you probably have the most myopia around because it's just so natural to you. And they're, they're little tickets in. They're, way, they're things that we can do to help uncover it. A lot of it is, you know, take a look at some of the hobbies, the habits that you used to do as a kid that you loved. Mm. Those can be access <laughs> points to creativity. So, you know, the little kid, like I was always barefoot in the woods. Like mm -hmm. nature is my, is my jam. That's mm. why I love being in Kelly's treehouse tree right house now. Right the tree house. So nature is my jam. Um, if it's finger painting or crayons or clay or dance, dancing with music, that works for me, whatever it is. In fact, I have a little excerpt Ooh. I want to read from What's Your What. It Perfect. talks about that. We've got like two minutes um, before the break. So okay. let's do a little one and then we'll do okay. a bigger one. Reflect on the various activities that you like to participate in and list the ones that you find the most absorbing. It is likely that when you engage in these practices, you will often find yourself most creative, bubbling over with inspired ideas. These practices create an optimum internal environment for inspiration to fountain up. That's how you find what your what is. Whatever it is, whether it's dance, painting, running, dancing, all these different practices coax open the doors of your little self and make entry for inspiration. Now you're in the driver's seat. You're no longer at the whim of inspiration. You have dominion and you may choose mm. right now to prime yourself with daily practices so that this very night you may sup with the divine. Mm. You may sup with the divine. You may start to court your inspiration. And mm. that's when you get clearer and clearer about what the next step is. Oh, I like that you're just not at the whim of it. Whip right. start to like harness that's how it. I used to live. Every once in a while, I'd have like a burst of inspiration here or there. But now we can stabilize it with daily practice. Mm. So Julie Moret's website is juliemoret, M-O-R-E-T.com. Her book is What's Your What? How to Ignite Your Unique Brand. And we're going to be, well, we're going to, we have a couple minutes before the break. I want to um, just, I won't, let me just ask you this. This was like, mm -hmm. and then we might not be able to get to all of it right now, but okay. 
I mean, at the beginning of the book, you talk about being a little, like kind of a sad little girl. Like you talk about the, where you took a bunch of baby aspirins that like really, yeah. like you were going to take yourself out. What was, yeah, what was making I you was, so sad? I was, was around 11 years old and I was a, I grew up very connected to the spirit world. So I was mm -hmm. having astral travel experiences. I was seeing angels, like everything that was outside of the material world was very appealing to me. And I was, I was in it. And around 11, um, my, my parents hadn't said anything that there was wrong yet, that it was wrong yet, but I'm very empathic. So I had a sense that there was a problem. They hadn't announced that they were getting divorced. That didn't come for two more years. Oh, wow. Oh my Lord. This is coming up really. Okay. So cliffhanger, I'm talking to Julie Moret, author of what's your what, and we will be taking callers on the other side of this break. So stay tuned with us. The number to call is 816-251-3555 here on unity online radio. We will be right back. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream, and I am so excited. I'm just loving, loving, loving this conversation. It feels like it's like about time. Yeah. You know, like the universe is like, oh, would you guys just like, come on, get together. You're my soul sister. For I sure. know, soul sister, soul sister. So I'm talking to Julie Moret, Reverend Julie, as most people know her by. Her book is called What's Your What? And Nancy, um, tell us who some of the people are, some of the luminaries that are just singing praises about Julie's book. All right. Well, identifying your what is absolutely essential. And her new book, Julie Moret, will help you do that and so much more. This was offered to us by oh, Reverend Ianla Van Zant. She's the author and host of Ianla Fix My Life. So that's one big old kudos. And the forward <laughs> was done by Michael Bernard Beckwith. So we love him. And Don Miguel Ruiz says, Julie shows you how to make your life a journey worth taking. Oh, don't we all want that? And he's the international best-selling author of The Four Agreements. And I think there's a fifth yeah. agreement at this point. So he's really big. <laughs> there's just a lot of agreements. There's a the lot agreements of agreements keep coming. But I have to tell you something. To, to hear that kind of thing from Ianla Van Zandt, yeah. you know, I've, I've had yeah. a lot of men that are big mentors in my life. But mm. Ianla Van Zandt is the jam. I mean, oh, she's just it. She's oh, so powerful. She's just, she's just huge to me. So that's like the grace of God. That's what kind of mm. shows up when you're walking mm. in, in lockstep with your your journey with your purpose. I love that. It starts to support you and rally around you. Right. Like you yeah. couldn't make that happen no. if you were going to just like force feed it yeah. into life. Like it wouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. You just have to be that energetic match. Yes. And first know, like get into the, it seems like get a sense of what your what is by being in the question and letting yourself through the practices in your book, identify, oh, these are some of the common denominators. Yeah. And look for the clues. Like, you know, there's, there are things that you can do. You can ask friends or put it out on social media to have people write in 10 adjectives, Ooh. positive adjectives that describe you. Right. Um, and then, <laughs> nice. and then, um, and then just kind of lump them together and notice which one comes up the most. Mm, that's usually that's a clue. great. You know, I started looking like I would speak and for the longest time, it, just over and over again, people would use the same adjectives <gasps> and it helped Muse reiterate. Yeah. And it was, wow. it, it, and it's interesting. And then I'm, I'm kind of shifting right now. And I noticed that the adjectives people are using are shifting. Ooh. And so it's when you, um, I would say I'm expanding more than shifting. I'm evolving. Yeah, right. And so, so that's a, that's a great clue. Like we're always seen, you have yeah. always been seen. And that's yeah. one way you can do that with cards that you've received or yearbooks. Yeah. You can ask people, 
um, that that's one like little clue mm. to help you find out like what your what is. Right. And I do a lot of exercises in what's your what. Oh, so you know what? Speaking of the social media piece, so let's just let them know all the different places they can find you on social media. I know you're getting hot on Instagram. I'm, so I'm Instagram, Instagram is Instagram and Facebook. Right. And I have a presence on LinkedIn, but I don't do anything with me it. either. I'm so sorry. For sorry, LinkedIn. All LinkedIn people like. <laughs> I respect you. I just, I just, there's just you not know. enough bandwidth of the day. <laughs> Facebook and so Instagram is kind of the main thing. And then I share everything. It's over Rev Facebook. Julie, Rev Julie Moret. Yes. And then M O R E T. M O R E T. And then Facebook is, is also Reverend Rev. Rev R E V. Rev Julie, Julie Moret. Yeah. On Facebook. And her website is Julie Moret, M O R E T. Dot com. Okay. And um, let's, we have a couple of quick announcements before we dive back in. Nancy T and I are heading up um, another Teotihuacan journey this January, 2020. So it's about getting 2020 vision in 2020. And you can go to my website, kellysullivanwalden.com and scroll down just a little ways down and you'll see a big Teotihuacan banner. And it's kind of, it's an amazing thing. And I'm so excited to to get to host this for a million reasons. Um, Shez, in, there's a video and Shez talks about some of the reasons why we go, I don't know, we could go on and on and on. I don't want to spend too much time on that. I just highly recommend if you feel the nudge, then then take advantage of this. We've got a, it's a, it's a small but mighty group. So if you're feeling the call, there's only a few spaces left. So come join us. Um, and also Nancy T has a little quick announcement to make about um, our, all the different platforms that we're now available on. OMG. <laughs> yeah, it's a big OMG. It's a holy cannoli and all of that. We are <laughs> now <laughs> available on all streaming platforms, people. <laughs> Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google wow. Play. I mean, wherever you listen we're legit. to your podcast. It's, uh, we're too legit to quit. As too legit say. to quit. So all you have to do is, at, is search for Ask Dr. Dream and you will find it and you'll hear mm. all of this silliness and all of the joy and the amazing guests we have on like Julie Moret. Oh, my Lord. It's so exciting. Okay. Yes. So, yes. um, all right. So right before the break, we were talking about you. I mean, so you, to me, the reason why this is important is because most people would see you and they would think you've never had a bad moment in your life because you are just like, ah, like just like angels sing around you, butterflies land on your shoulders. Mm -hmm. And yet when you were 11, you were like, I'm very empathic. So yeah. I think that's the thing. And I, th yeah. and I would imagine that a lot of people listening in are extremely empathic. And so I felt what was happening in my family before it was spoken. And my parents were getting ready to divorce, but mm. two years later, and I just had unhappiness, but I also had extreme happiness in my spiritual life. So I thought mm. I'd rather just spend all my time there. Ooh. So I wrote a suicide note. I ate a bottle of children's aspirin. I laid down on the bed, put the note on my chest, and I <gasps> waited to die. And about an hour later, my mom called us to go to dinner. You know, I heard her from the kitchen calling everybody to come to dinner. And I popped up and that was that. And it took Ooh. me a long time, a long journey to figure out how to blend my spiritual life with a with a concrete out in the world mm, life and mm. that's where i am now but it was a journey because for a long time the stuff happening in in the ethers in the mysteries was more appealing to me than right than in the world and then i went so then i went a period of time where i was very in the world i became a trainer of trainers in neurolinguistic programming mm. and i was oh, making wow. a lot of money and i was Whoa. like out in the world and i've come to this beautiful full circle moment now Mm. where I can blend all of that mysticism and spirituality and be it everywhere I go and be it on stage and be it in life. And that's, that feels good. Mm. That feels really good. That's the work. Yeah, it, it really, it really was. I used to have mm. my life comp compartmentalized and I would imagine there's some folks out there that are doing the same thing where, right. you know, you've got your spiritual practice that you don't tell anybody about. You know, for a long time, nobody in certain parts of my life knew that I was an ordained minister mm. because people can have some strong wow. reactions to that. Right. Even though it's it's a minister in a form of spirituality, it's not religion, it's transdenominational, inclusive of all religions. But I kept things very compartmentalized and there's a freedom. And that's why yeah. I keep saying claiming your yes and you right. don't have to know what it is. It starts by being willing to say yes. Mm. And when you just start waking up every day and saying like, yes, 
yes, I am. Yes, I can. Yes, I'm willing. Yes, I'm available. Mm. Yes, I am open to my greatest possible iteration, mm. then life starts meeting you where you're vibrating at. Mm. We want to vibrate at the level of the solution. We want to vibrate at the level of what we do desire. Mm. And it starts with a yes, and you won't know the how, and you won't know exactly what, mm-hmm. but slowly things will come into alignment. Ooh. Yeah, it's, Ooh. it's, and then life gets juicy. Do I have time for a quick story? Yeah, you do. Something? And then we will take some callers, them 816-251-3555. So just a, a real quick thing. Um, yeah. About three years ago, I, I, I felt complete. Like I wrote a book, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. sold thousands of copies. I do speak engagements, like I'm good. Mm-hmm. And about three years ago, I started hearing this voice inside of me telling me, what's next. Ooh. And it was, it was stupid because it's not possible. So I was like, that's, that's, what's that? that's not real. And I kept like shoving it aside because it's just not possible. That's what <gasps> my, my ego personality brain was saying. And so then uh, Reverend Michael Bernard Beckwith was speaking one day and he said, open up to your outrageous dream. So that's my message to you as you're listening right now. <gasps> open up to your outrageous dream. That mm. I, it was like, it was like light bulbs going off because I'm practical. I'm rational. I'm realistic. So, so I dream something that's a hundred percent likely to occur with a total success rate, you know, <laughs> but this was like open to your outrageous dream. And it reminded Ooh. me of that voice that I was hearing from three years ago. And so I started mm. saying yes to it, even though I had no idea how it could happen. And I will tell you the moment I embraced it, I got a message from somebody who is, he's, he's a, an author. I'm not really, I'm, I'm sorry to be kind of cagey about it. It's like not a baby. Cagey, I'm not, I'm not ready to share it yet. But he's somebody that's living it and doing it. This thing that I thought was not possible, he's oh doing my it. God. And he's invited me to come and and experience it. And I'm <gasps> I'm leaving next week to go to the <gasps> East Coast. What? And I'm telling you, it all came from saying, okay, voice that I keep hearing that I was pushing aside. I'm just gonna say yes, but I don't know wow. how. Wow. So you're gonna have to show me the way. And all of a sudden the way is being made. Wow. Okay, so when you when you can when come I'm out ready, yeah. and reveal it, I'll come then back. Yeah. Come back, please. Yeah, I'm just not there yet. But, but the it's cool thing exciting. is, is that that's. I mean, I think that's even an important piece because when things are in the process of unfolding and it's beyond our comfort zone, beyond what we know, we don't have to air it out in real time because no, we're not really ready for I that think yet. It's very, very important to like, like, like you would a newborn, a fetus. Yes. Like you want to hold it with safety and security yes. and nurture it. I've made the mistake in the past of sharing something before Mm. it was ready and it just doesn't feel good. So, right. so like hold and nurture your dream, really you tend share to share it, it with like the people newborn. that might help because obviously yeah. someone on the East coast or whatever knows, but you're, but you're, I had not even led. shared it with this person. Oh. I didn't know this person. I'm yeah. telling you like oh. the world opened up. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But that's, okay. but that's how it works yeah. from the inside out. Okay. So, um, first of all, Nancy T, I know you've got a dream from Brett Walker that you've been that you've been carrying around. Let's take that. And then we're going to go to Denise, who I know um, I see you, Denise, we'll bring you on right after we hear from Brett Walker via Nancy. Okay. All right. This dream is called spying on the Russians. So he said, oh, that's fine. I'm at a party with very elite, rich Russian people in Russia. There are spies in the party, and he is one of the spies. And he receives notification that they're on to us, as in they all know that they're spies at the party. So people are looking for them, and people start to leave the party quietly but respectfully. Once the people realize who the spies are, they start to call in the forces to catch us all. And that's where he stops the story. That's it. Mm. So he's a spy. He's in this party. And mm-hmm. they're starting to be onto him, and he just their their forces are coming, and that's it. He doesn't okay. say he left. He doesn't say he doesn't say he left or anything. But okay. he didn't write anything like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so angst-ridden over this." He just said, "Here you go. Here's a dream." Okay, this. Is what funny. do you think? All right, so I'm gonna just plug in. Do you do you want to do your tell him tell him your your process first? And... Okay, so my process. This is something that anybody listening can do at home. When you have a, a dream that you want to know more about, write it down and double space the lines. Then go back through and above every major word, do a word association. Don't try and have the sentence make sense. Just do word association. Then go back through and read the dream with the word association plugged in. So I'm going to give one sentence as an example. Ooh. I had a dream a couple nights Ooh, ago. Let's hear this. And the dream, the first line of it is, there were three of us trying to get away. Ooh. So the dream is there were three of us trying to get away in the woods. So for three, I had Holy Trinity. That's what came to mind. Trying mm. to get away. 
uh, wants to release and let go. And for Woods, I had dark mystery. So the dream line was there were three of us trying to get away in the woods. When I went back through and plugged in my word associations, it was the holy trinity of who I am wants to release and let go into the dark mystery. Ooh, ooh, this is like the coolest thing so ever. Fun. So you can oh find out what your subconscious is wanting to tell you ooh, I love by, by going through and doing a dream dream uh, interpretation in that ooh, way. So Denise, it. while you're while you're waiting, try to do that so you can read your dream to us um, in just a second. So in the meantime, since Brett's not here, I'm just going to, I just want to bring up a point of synchronicity. The, the Wi-Fi code in my, where I'm at right now is there, it keeps switching over to this thing, this other server called the white runs. <laughs> so I just have to say there's something tied in and, and interesting. There. And if it were my mm-hmm. dream and I was going to play the little word association thing to me, I think there's something about um, when I hear about a spy and being undercover, for some reason, I'm thinking about the imposter syndrome like, where am I in my life afraid of being found out, afraid of being caught, afraid of that I'm representing something? It's like what you were talking about earlier, Julie, about like the walk and the talk matching, about having mm-hmm. compartmentalized aspects of life. And I feel like um, I remember Carl Jung, a quote from him was the the goal of our psyche is to have all members of our inner band marching together in the same parade, going into the same in just the same direction. Mm walking with Manny Patinkin down New mm-hmm. York City. Well, like we're all, all wanting to be together. So I think we're trying to bring it together. So having this dream about like, oh my God, I'm about to get found out um, is about like, I, I, I want to I want to synthesize my life. I want to bring everything together. I don't want to have these compartmentalized aspects. It's too much work to have to juggle mm-hmm. that. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that it's that it's a good thing and that he's you know got more power than he realizes. And it may be time to integrate that into the rest. Anything else? Nancy, what about you, honey? What, what pops are you getting? You know, it's funny. I I did go down the same road you did. And, and I think about, there are so many of us who say, I'm really good at this, but if anybody knew, I always feel like I'm, if someone's going to tell me at one point, oh, you're a horrible actor. You know, you're not good at what you right. do. Or Nancy's we all awesome. think that we're going to be found out or I'm an author, but oh, they're going to find out I'm full of hooey and yeah, use the same 20 <laughs> words in all my books. It's just a, it's just like a thing that we have, that we, you know, we have it hanging over our heads and we all are in fear being found out. But but what I love about his dream is that once they realize who the spies are, they mm. start to call in the forces to catch them all. And he doesn't say we run, we do. It sounds like he's just standing there like, come yes. on, come and catch uh, me. Exactly. I, I'm going to look at it like What's this the worst is him being strong, you know, and, yeah. and coming at it like, okay, you find me out. And so now what? Now mm. what are we going to do? Oh, that's beautiful. Yay, Brett Walker, a.k.a. Gelman. We love you. All right, Denise Carter, the most patient woman in the world. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, to the Astro Doctor Dream Show. What you got for us today, Denise? Okay. um, I was in a classroom with other students, and everybody's just, you know, just sitting there and reading their assignment. I don't remember seeing an instructor. I hate to tell this dream, but I got, you know, so anyway, um, there's a book bag. I have a book bag, and I decide to get up and go to my book bag. And when I go to the book bag, I hate to say this, I pulled out a small gun. Ooh. When I pulled out the gun, it was small, and I, I, I'm, law, I'm, ex-law, I'm retired law enforcement, so Ooh. it was no big deal. To handle it was easy because that's what I've done. Anyway, so I realized that, and all of a sudden I get the gun, and I have it in my hand, and I feel like, I don't know where it came from, but I felt like it was going to go off without me even pulling the trigger. Anyway, I felt it, because I'm familiar with guns. So in case it don't hurt anybody, I take it and put it straight up in the air, and of course it goes off, but it goes off up in the air so nobody is affected or nobody gets shot. And the, the interesting thing about the dream was when it goes off into the air, all the students is kind of sitting there reading. Nobody moves. Nobody even even realizes or even cares. So I kind of put the gun back in the bag and sat down and continued to read and study like the rest of the students. Mm. 
Oh my Lord. Okay. So do this with me really quick with like Julie's, um, Julie's strategy. So really quickly classroom, what's your first association with that? First thing that comes to your mind. Higher learning, learning, grasping right. something new. And a, a book bag. The book bag. It was a book bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book bag. What is that? Uh, it, it has a cover. The books are protected. Anything in that bag mm. will not get the elements mm. of the universe, rain, snow, dirt. The books are protected. Oh, nice. And the gun? The gun. Mm, I'm going to do a different way with that. I'm going to say this, and it's probably not good. Some level of security protection when when Ooh. needed when necessary oh oh okay so i feel like there's something and then and then the let's see um all right let's just wrap it up with that so are you are you seeing are you connecting some dots to this denise or let's have julie why don't you weigh in what okay you well that just changed what i was going to say because the first thing i was going to say was that um so here mm -hmm. i am i'm in an environment it's kind of like a day-to-day -day, like we're all just sitting here and there's a part of me that just wants to break out and like wake everybody up and mm. just I, like some part of me needs change. Some part of me has to break out of this situation mm. and it's, it's that feeling. But using the mm. word association that you just said, mm -hmm. that makes me think mm -hmm. um, another option could be mm. I, th I think I'm going to stick with the first one because the okay. second one just disappeared. I feel like there's some part of you that wants to break free and like mm. just shake everything over you and break out of some old paradigm that's no longer working. Oh, I'll, mm. I'll jump. I'll do a little quick if it were my dream. So anytime a classroom shows up, it makes me think that I'm in a learning phase of my life. I'm being tested. I'm being challenged. I'm like on my edge somehow, which is hello, always. When is that not the case? Um, but I love this, this gun. And to me, it makes me feel like I've got more power in my, it's like that putting power in the, um, like a loaded gun in my hand. It feels like like I am so I'm more powerful than I realize. And, and mm. I don't want to hurt people with my power. No. Um, I, and, and so there's something about like lifting things higher, anything higher in a dream makes me think I'm, I'm attempting to raise the energy. I'm attempting to, I don't want to hurt people. I want to use my power for good. Mm. And there's an interesting juxtaposition. I mean, this is similar to what Julie was talking about before. It's kind of like coming out with what your what is, it, there's a process. It's not, you, you don't necessarily come out all at once. You have a protection, you have this book bag, this sacred knowledge that's kind of hidden. It's kind of a cult. It's kind of like, oh. I'm not quite ready yet for everyone to see me and to get this. Oh. So it's okay that I, I'm shooting off my mouth maybe, and I'm, but nobody's really hearing, nobody's really phased. It's maybe, it, it, to me, it feels like it's integrating toward being able to come out, come out wherever you are with that hidden wisdom mm. and then maybe have, it, you know, have more none of the attention. None of the students but... moved. Nobody moved. Yes. It was almost moving. like the gun didn't even go off. Right. Yes. They just kept reading. They kept reading and studying and nobody was like, oh my God, she just had a gun. Nobody moved. It was unbelievable. Mm. Not one person. Okay. There's got to be about 20 people in the class and nobody moved. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, to me, it feels like it's if if it were my dream that it's it's not time. I'm not ready yet. It was all a little awkward. I didn't I was a little afraid when it went off. So at some point, once things are integrated, like what Julie's saying, it's like following, mm -hmm. connecting the dots. And then when she's ready, things will come out in a more cohesive manner i think i mean the book bag to me is all of a sudden feeling really important it's like mm -hmm. this hiding thing what are you getting julie yeah i just started feeling so excited for, yeah. for the moment when it's all lined up and yeah. everybody moves mm. you know and oh. every when 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 you're really shining and you're really standing in your power and being yourself and sharing your gifts because that moment's coming right and to not necessarily feel that you need I'm to protect studying, it i'm currently studying i'm giving it it's just one of those dreams bucket list i, I love fitness so I finally decided to take the certified personal trainer class online. It is killing me. Much as I love fitness, I didn't know about the joints and the bones and ro rotations. I mean, it's and challenging I you, right? Not killing you? 
yeah, I don't know if I should do it, and I'm studying, and I love it. Five minutes later, I'm not doing this, and I keep going back and forth, but something just keeps drawing me to it because I love fitness, but it's killing okay. me. It is. Well, I I would just, I would if it were my dream, I would change my words around it killing me. I would just say it's challenging me, and I yeah. my, my hunch is that there's a what in there, that yeah. there's some what in this if thing. Because she says she does love it. Yeah. So when I hear that, that's part of passion. Yeah. And our purpose, man, it, it's going to make you break a sweat. When you're really <laughs> on purpose, it's, it's not sitting in front of the TV for five hours numbing out to reality TV. It will cause you to stretch and grow. <laughs> And be in in discomfort, but it's the best kind of thing because you're starting to be well used yes. in your life. Amen, sister. Yeah. Thank you so much, Denise. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Okay, so Thank we you. have just a few minutes. Thank you, and we've got a few minutes with Julie. So there's so much. I love your on the eighth day piece in your book. <laughs> it's such a great piece. Oh my God. Can I just read yes, one half please. of a piece? Let me please, see. Please, please, please. Um, Nancy T. I know this is like right, like after your own heart. On this is on page sixty nine, um, chapter eight. <laughs> what happened on the eighth day? Moving from self activated inspiration to surrendered swoon. What happened on the eighth day? Oh my God. There's so much to read here. I'm going to try to read it. This is a good question, right? After all, we know what happened on days one through seven. On the first day, God created day and night and said it was good. On the second day, God created the sea and sky and said it was good. On the third day, God created earth and her fruits. And on the fourth day, God did a little decorating and hung up some lights, the sun, moon, and stars. On the fifth day, God created the creatures of the air and the ocean. And on the sixth day, God created land animals and man. From man, we all know, God drew forth a single rib. And from that one rib, God created mood swings, chocolate cravings, and the uncanny ability to speak for really, really, really long periods of time <laughs> about feelings. Woman. And God said she was good. Oh, my God. But Julie goes on. <laughs> it's hilarious. how You are so friggin' funny. Thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> you are irreverent, Reverend Julie. I like that. I oh. like that. Okay, so we want everyone to go to your website, juliemoret.com. We want everyone to reach out and get and buy copies of What's Your What for yourself, for early Christmas presents, for everyone. And I have some no. guided CDs on there that are really lovely. Yes. So if you, if you like any of the things we've talked about, I have practices where I guide you through a mm. deeper relaxation state. Because the whole point is you want to get out of the conscious mind, which is the part of the mind that's thinking and aware of everything. You want to get through the critical faculty, which is the part of the brain that's judging and assessing. And we want to get into the subconscious mind, which is the control center for your entire being. So the, the CDs that I do drop in there. Oh, and they're so deep and profound. And that's all at juliemoret.com. Join us in Peotihuacan in January 2020. Go to kellysullivanwalden.com and you can see our Facebook lives on Kelly Sullivan Walden Dr. Dream. Mm -hmm. And um, oh, also find us on Spotify and Insta, whatever, um, iTunes <laughs> and Instagram. We're going to go there right now, right after the show. Thank you again, Julie Moret. Oh, Thank you, pleasure. Nancy T. Thank you, everyone, for listening, being a part of the show. We'll see you again next week, same time, same channel. And until then, don't take your dreams lying down. Sweet dreams. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on The Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.